0: Hello, this is Mark Bassingthwaite, the risk manager with Alps, and welcome to the latest episode of Alps in Brief, the podcast that comes to you from the historic Florence building in beautiful downtown Missoula, Montana. And today I'm very pleased to have as uh, as my guest Suzanne Herskowitz, uh, a practitioner. From, is it uh, Winchester? Am I right, Suzanne? Winchester, Win- Virginia. Winchester, Virginia. That's, uh, I, I've been through that area. I, I can say it's certainly not uh, a mega city.
1: <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> Qu- quite no. the opposite, in fact. Um, and, and Susan, or Suzanne, pardon me, I am most interested, you know, we, we've had a discussion last fall about challenges that um, solo lawyers face uh, in, in terms of trying to become cyber secure uh, just the challenges and and you've have made some um, changes uh in, in recent times so so we 're going to uh, have a conversation and, and talk about the challenges and and what all happened in your practice but before we jump into that, may we take a, a moment or two and, and just uh, would you mind sharing a little bit about yourself
1: sure um I have been practicing law since 1986, but I am a bit of a nomad, and I've moved around, so I'm licensed in four states, Texas, Florida, West Virginia, and then Virginia, in that order. And um, this go-round, if you will, I have been practicing solo since the end of 2004. Okay. Can we
0: start... um Maybe just sharing a little bit about, you know, the the challenges you face in in terms of technology as a solo practitioner.
1: Well, obviously, you know, as a solo, we don't have the same um, uh, financial ability that some larger law firms would have just by its size. Right. Um. I know that when I started going to uh, the Alps Ethics Seminars, and you scared me half to death, I was working with a, um, a local company, and over time, I found that they couldn't keep up with what Alps wanted us to do, and then what the bar wanted us to do, mm-hmm. um, as the cyber security threats seemed to become more and more real, Um, Not only for large companies, but for small little guys like me as well. Yes. Um, So about a year ago, I jumped ship um, to a slightly larger company to handle all of my IT work. um, And obviously, a bigger monthly bill for that as well. Um, but it's meant doing an upgrade on um, everything from my router so that it was uh, had better encryption and was more secure. Uh, upgraded computer systems so that I was using business computers, business laptops instead of, you know, just ones that I would buy at the big box store. Um, all kinds of things to make sure that I had more um, security, just in the hardware, let alone the software.
0: Right, right. You know, one of the things that I think about, just in terms of responding to what you're sharing here a little bit, uh, for me it underscores there's a difference between, and I, and I I got a couple of planes up here in my head, but there's a difference between IT support and um, a, a, an IT service provider that that, can bring to the table additional security uh, practices, best practices into play, and and you know I, I think that's a a real challenge, uh, not only for for solo practitioners but uh, small businesses, even large businesses uh, struggle with that one at times. Uh, so I like hearing for, as a risk manager that that you've made this jump to a company now that really not only can provide the IT support but understands the needs. Of, of a lawyer in terms of, of appropriate security and, and taking the steps to, to put that into place. May I ask sort of what what drove you to make this change? I, I hear that some of it is sort of the scare factor, but you know, I, I can scare people awfully well, <laughs> and, and I still find at times a lot of lawyers don't yet make that change. Was, were there... Other factors in play? I mean, just what, what drove the process for
1: you? I, I'm not I, I tell people all the time I'm very risk averse um, in most things. Yes. And so I'd go to your seminar year after year after year, which I'm very grateful for, and I would talk to my IT person who kept saying, This isn't gonna happen to you. You're just a small fry out in Winchester. They're not going to come after you, and you would recommend things, and he would say I wouldn't need it, and the next year the bar would require it. Remember, I'm licensed in four states, so I'm getting this information from multiple sources, not just the Virginia State bar. I'm getting it from other avenues as well, and they're all saying the same thing. And, I'm, you know, I, I try to keep up on things. I've never been afraid of technology. My stepmom used to work in the field years ago. So, you know, even being, you know, up on technology, I realized I was falling behind. And it wasn't enough for somebody to say, we don't have to worry about that. When I could plainly see when I went to your seminars, as well as one that the bar put on itself one year, mm-hmm. that I definitely needed to look at some of this to the extent I could based on the size of my business.
0: Okay, okay, I like that. One of the thoughts you you shared that I, I really appreciate you bringing up, and, and I hear this repeatedly, you know, I, but the fact that your IT support person says it, is you don't need to worry about this stuff because you're too small. It just it just kind of blows my mind at times. Uh, you know, and I really want to take an opportunity here just to underscore to our listeners, size in terms of your business is irrelevant on on the cybercrime space, for lack of a better word. You know, in fact, I think, Smaller businesses, small firms, individuals, in, in so many ways, and particularly lawyers because of the, of the uh, information, uh, valuable information that we, uh, we have in our, our networks, uh, we're, we're really viewed as the low-hanging fruit and, and are specifically targeted. Uh, so this belief that you're too small to be on anybody's radar couldn't be more wrong. Uh, well,
1: Well, what also happened, and and this is what my final decision to make the leap was, was a title company that I know, not a large one, got hacked. Yeah, yeah. And they took forever to get their systems back because they didn't have the right backups.
0: Interesting. Interesting. And I
1: don't know what the whole scenario was as far as what they had to go through you know, now, if, if the, the FBI, FBI came, because I've heard, heard that that, that can, can happen, happen, you know, and other, other issues, but they're, they're a title, title company. They, they run hundreds of thousands of, thousands of dollars, of
0: dollars right.
1: you, know, you know, through, through their accounts at all times. And uh, that kind of woke me, okay. you know, that a local, a local company, yeah. not a big one, not a big named one, you know, with multiple branches, got hacked. And the trouble they went through, yeah. and I literally just, within weeks, had made the leap.
0: Would you say now, being on the other side of this, uh, with a, a a bigger company, a better service, uh, as, as you've been talking about here, do do you feel like the the journey has been worth it. Is the expense worth it? You know, Are Definitely. you finding it to be tremendously more expensive? You know, you it see? is
1: more expensive, but it has been worth my peace of mind. Okay. There's this little pop-up that comes up periodically on the desktop that says, basically is a wave that says, hey, we're monitoring. You know, And once mm-hmm. a week, they call me and say, can we pop in on your computers at about 7 o'clock tonight to do a system update? and they update everything, you know, programs, and um, they're always monitoring. I thought I had been hacked and they went, nope, it's just phishing, just delete it.
0: Okay, Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, so I have that. And then of course they do the other end of things of, I don't know why we don't have any Wi-Fi and the connectivity is down, can you guys fix this? You know, Mm -hmm. they do that as well. But on the cybersecurity side, I find that, you know, they have like three redundant backups. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, I just feel better that knowing that my systems have so many backups that they're always monitoring, that it isn't um, like when I had been told with my old company that, you know, if anything happens, we can get you back to within a week of where you were, and I'm thinking, a week? Do you know how much money there is in a week? Right,
0: right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, have you done any planning uh, on your own or in conjunction with the uh, the the uh, security support, IT support that you have here, um, in terms of Planning for the the unexpected, uh, you know, it sort sort of. What I, I guess the question: What what happens if you are attacked? Do you see where I'm trying to to, to go? Are you yeah I'm, recovery I'm, planning? You know, I
1: I'm not really sure what I need to do on that. To tell you the truth, uh-huh. I yeah. I think that with my IT people, because they have a whole notebook for me. Okay. Um, I've seen the notebook. I know it exists, Um, that between me and them, that I can get back up and running quickly. They've kind of promised that. So um, I'm kind of taking it uh, on faith in that regard that they really will get me back up and running. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you that recently I did lose my internet, my email, long story. And they had me back up as soon as we figured out what the problem was. They had me move to a different server. They had my email running. They had my web page back up. I basically lost my domain, said long story. Um, and so I wasn't getting email. Nobody could see my website. Yeah, this isn't it good. was kind of a bit of a nightmare. Yeah and they got me back up like within a couple hours they had me running
0: very good very good
1: you know i guess i had to pay you know a few hundred dollars more than my regular fee because i went of over by a lot of time but gosh i mean what would i have done without it
0: yeah yeah may i ask is this a local company that you're working with
1: it happens to be local but with people that have long years in um, I believe military, ah, okay. IT.
0: Okay. okay. Got it. Uh, one of the things that worries me uh, also as a risk guy, you know, I look at a lot of data, read a lot of articles. I, it's overwhelming at times to, to just trying to stay current with this stuff, as I, I know you, uh, you you can relate to. But you see a lot of businesses, uh, to include law firms, uh, if and when they get hit with some type of major attack, many of them do not survive. Uh, the The financial hit can be pretty, pretty severe. Uh, have you thought about that? Is there a safety net that, that you've put into place?
1: I actually have Alps Cyber Defense oh, okay. Insurance. <laughs> um, I, I did talk to my commercial guy and he looked at your policy and said, stay with it. Well, okay. that it's, it's as good or better than anything he's seen. Yes. I'm not saying that because it's you. He just told me that point blank. He said, you stay with what you have.
0: Well, I, <laughs> and I really appreciate your, your sharing that. And, and we, we do uh, pride ourselves at, at uh, bringing a, a quality product to market. I, I can say that uh, when we initially put this, uh, policy together in conjunction uh, with Beasley, it's uh, we designed it for the unique needs of, of lawyers and law firms. So so I am proud of that. But I'm not here, I'm not trying to, to sell insurance. Um, I, I And I
1: didn't mean it that way. I mean, I, yes. I literally asked my commercial insurance person, do you yeah. have this good or better policy? Yeah. And he said no. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, that's awesome. It's it's, it's, it's great to hear. I, I, one of the things that I like again about you're your bringing this up too, though, is so many um, people just mistakenly believe, or or perhaps just mistakenly assume that oh, if I ever have a problem with my computer, we get hit or something. You know, my my general commercial business package, or you know, this stuff's covered under all these policies we're to have in place, and and I do. I think it's important to point out, no, uh, that's not true. Uh, It is possible to ensure for uh, cyber breaches of various types, whether it's ransomware or um, just getting... Hacked and, and your website goes down. Uh, there, there are all kinds of exposures that come up here. But you, you, you do need to go out and buy what we call in the industry just a cyber liability policy. So for those of you out there listening, if, you, if you're not aware uh, that these policies exist, now you are, and and please, if, if you don't have the coverage in place, I strongly encourage you to, to, to shop the market and see what you can find here, because cyber breaches can be very, very Costly. And do you feel like you've, you've reached the, uh, I don't know, I guess the end of the journey um, or do you, do you still feel, you know, I, it, that there's more to do?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I talked to my IT guy. I'm always sending him emails every so often. I'll read an article and say, do we have this? Do I need this? Should we talk about this? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, sometimes he says yes, and other yeah. times he says you're covered.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and what, what resources do you have out there? What, what keeps you current? The same kind of thing? The CLEs? Con- CLEs, the bar. Uh, yeah. various
1: yeah. bar things. Okay. I do like to read uh, you know, various online materials that may or may not be law-related. You know what, What's new in tech? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um
0: it, it, is there anything you would do differently?
1: I probably wouldn't have been so nonchalant about it all the years ago that I was. I yeah. mean, maybe I was lucky.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, I'm I'm much more proactive about it now uh-huh. than I was then. I'm I'm more aware of it now. I I notice when um, I get an email that looks weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Um, I don't click on almost anything. Even if I get something that appears to be from my bank, I go to the bank <laughs> website. Yes, and then log in from there and see if I really do have a secure message. Yeah,
0: boy, right there is a tip everybody should pay close attention to. That's exactly how you should be doing it. You know, one thing I have have not discussed with you in the past. Do you have employees, or is it just you, your true? I soul? do
1: have, I do. How and do you... I'm and I'm lucky that my employee, who's very young, is um, going for his um, bachelor's degree in cybersecurity. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: I love it. Okay. So
1: he's really um, up on all of that stuff, and yeah. and. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I ask him for advice. Yeah. I'm like, what did you learn in school? Is there anything I need to know? Yeah. Um, but so I'm not dealing with someone who's cavalier about things there either.
0: Right. Well, and obviously the reason I ask is, and I just love the, uh, the your, your story here of how this has all played out for you. That's just, that's precious. But, you know, so many people don't realize too that in in spite of all of the precautions, the, the – uh, IT service provider you're working with is, you know, taking care of terms of VPNs and and just patches and updates and doing all the wonderful things they're doing, you know, we all still have to realize that as users, we are sort of the weak link. And uh, I do want to underscore to the degree that, uh, again, those of you listening have employees uh, also with access to uh, the tech tools of, of your law firm, you know, we do need to um, provide some education. You know, uh, Suzanne, you're you obviously, you know, don't click on, you know, you, you, you understand how to how to recognize a phishing attack. You know, we need to also train our employees how to recognize a phishing attack and, and you know, to delete things and pick up the phone and, and call the bank directly. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a two-way street. You know, we have to work in partnership with the, the uh, security companies that, 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 that uh, we're working with. So uh, are, any closing comment? Any final thoughts?
1: No, I mean, just that I recognize that it is an expense. Yes. Um, and you have to make maybe some adjustments somewhere else, you know, whatever yeah. works for you, whether it means buying cheaper paper or finding a different vendor for, for uh, uh, laser jet ink, you know, to make up the difference uh-huh. in the money. Right. I don't know what you have to do to do it, but yeah. I... I do think it was worthwhile for me to know that I am maybe not bulletproof, but I'm certainly a lot safer than I was.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I really appreciate your taking the time to to visit with me today. Um, And the message, the takeaway for me, and and why I wanted you uh, to share a, a bit of your story here is that as a risk guy who travels the country and works with law firms of all shapes and sizes, I hear over and over and over again that um, the the solo small firm crowd, sometimes they feel overwhelmed, and uh, I like your story in the sense of, you know, it took you a little bit to get there, but you you realized this is really not something that's optional, and you're a a success story. And that, you know, you went out, you, you jump shifted, you realized the, the uh, IT that you initially had in place was just IT and not really taking care of the security piece in the way you felt it should be. We jump shift, we spent a little more money, but we get there and and it, it, you you feel that the journey was, was very well worth it. So good
1: stuff. Yeah, uh, and if so, I might say yes, one please. final thing is that, yes, while it costs more money, It was worth outsourcing it and not having to be the one to worry about whether I was updated and whether I had the backup done or having somebody call and say, hey, you might have been hacked. Can you look at that? No, I don't want to look at that. I want you to look at that.
0: Right. You need to practice law.
1: I have to practice law. (laughs)
0: That's right. That's right. Very good. Okay. Well, uh, once again, Suzanne, thank you very much. Uh, To those of you uh, listening, I hope you found something of value in today's uh, podcast. And please don't hesitate to reach out to uh, me anytime. Uh, My email address is mbass at alpsnet.com. And if you have uh, topics of interest or folks that you would uh, like us to interview, I'm all ears. So thanks for listening, folks. Have a good one. Bye-bye.